Episode 63 of the Melanie Minot Show. Thank you guys so much for listening each and every single week, leaving all the sweet reviews that you guys do on iTunes. We read each and every single one of them. So if you have not left a review yet, make sure that you do on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, you can hit the little button, boop, subscribe. It's just that easy. And it helps this podcast get discovered by other people because the more subscriptions that we get, the more plays we get, the more reviews the more it'll pop up in the the feed on iTunes and then more people can discover it. So go ahead, subscribe and share with all your friends. Leave a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Coming up, of course, we've got tons and tons of stuff to get to. Have you heard of the Melty Duck? Melty Duck? Melty Duck. I've not heard of a Melty Duck. Okay, well, you're in luck because I have and I'm going to tell you what it is. And over half a million people on the internet, by the way, have also heard about the Melty Duck. It's and like now, when you leave a Easter basket in your car and your <laughs> chocolate candy melts all over the seat. Mike, you're actually freakishly close oh, to right. what the Melty Duck is. <laughs> There's now a debate raging on Twitter, though, about the Melty Duck, so I'll fill you in on it. There's also a new yoga in town, and it involves animals. Well, one particular type of animal. And for some reason, I feel like this animal is talked about a lot. On this podcast. Mm, is it a kangaroo? It is not. <laughs> surprisingly, it is not a kangaroo. Yeah, they're not very friendly. So yeah, I don't I couldn't picture them doing that well with yoga. No, kickboxing yoga, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> kickboxing, yes. Yoga, no. Mm-hmm. Also, you may want to skip the drink next time you're at your favorite fast food restaurant. I'll tell you why. I'm also gonna give you guys my bachelorette recap. We talk about Amazon's new social media app. And I'll fill you in on the story about the student that goes to UCF, the University of Central Florida. He just got suspended over a viral tweet. I'm going to break down the tweet for you, and then I want to have a discussion as to whether or not we think this kid should have been suspended or not. And of course, we have the heart happy story of the day. It's going to have you seriously questioning your friendships. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'll say about Perfect. that. Mike, where can people follow you on social media? At Michael Glazner on everything. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. I am more complicated because people like to steal your names up quick on social media. So tweet Melanie M is my Twitter handle. And then on Snap and uh, on Snap and Instagram, I am Melanie Minot. And then Facebook, it's official Mel. So many updates for you guys, though. And I'm going to start with updates about stories from past podcasts. Our listeners are amazing. I know I've said that a million times, but they really are because they love sending us updates that they hear or they see Mm -hmm. on the Internet when they relate to stories that we've already talked about on previous podcast episodes. And now I know that since you've been on the podcast for a while now, you're even picking up on that. People are reaching Mm -hmm. out directly to you on your social media accounts and sending you stories, sending you links to things. Isn't it exciting when they start doing that? Yeah, I appreciate it. And it was funny too, so. Yeah. I got the person that sent me the map of the world on a piano, I guess is the best way to explain it. It was a map of the world with piano notes and it played a whole bunch of stuff. And then when it got to Australia, it had a fun little 
<laughs> version instead of the rest of the song. Maybe we'll get to that later. Basically, anything that's related to Australia, Good people have been sending to my bro host. Yes. I love when people send stuff because it reminds me that, oh my gosh, people are listening. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. sit in the, the kitchen for an hour, an hour and a half recording the podcast every week, but then you're like, are people actually listening and downloading? But they are. It's so exciting. I love the interaction. So a big thank you to Anne for this update. I'm not going to lie. When she sent this to me on Facebook, I was really excited because we had talked about this a while ago on episode 56 of the podcast. It was titled Name Brand Nuts, in case you want to go back (laughs) and listen to it. And in that episode, I told you guys about the immersive Star Wars hotel that was allegedly coming to Disney. Yes. Mm -hmm. Remember I said that they were going around with the iPads and and asking people inside the parks questions, showing them images and saying, hey, how much would you spend to stay at this hotel? Would you like an immersive experience? And it was so clearly Star Wars from the images that they were using. Well, the rumors turned out to be true. During the D23 Expo this weekend, Disney announced its plans to create a new immersive resort experience with a Star Wars-themed hotel at Walt Disney World Resort. So it's going to be here in Orlando. (gasps) This is really exciting. It sounds super expensive, though. Yeah, duh. It's Disney. Everything's expensive. I know, but this is obviously going to be one of the top tier hotels. The rooms are designed to look like cabins in the Starship with windows looking out into space. Disney revealed that the new hotel will be, quote, dedicated entirely to the galaxy of Star Wars. It will be a one of a kind experience where a luxury resort, this this is where it sounds expensive, Mm -hmm. meets a multi-day adventure in a galaxy far, far away. One of the people who were at the D23 experience tweeted, their handle was at Panzer. The guy tweeted, the thought is that guests will get to travel on a spaceship and have a an adventure that lasts the whole stay every minute was the phrase that they used at the expo. Think about that, though. You get to the hotel, mm-hmm. you park your car. Well, this sounds like you valet it. <laughs> okay. you, you valet your car and then you have to get on a spaceship and already it feels like you're in some sort of roller coaster or ride at the theme park. And then you're going to get on this spaceship that will take you to what the actual hotel will be. But it's going to feel like you're in a galaxy far, far away. Are they going to have the cantina location? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm sure that they have to. That's what I would want to stay in. I would want a town like that. Well, that's it's all dirt and sand and weird bungalows, adobes or whatever they're called. Weird little creatures roaming yeah, around Yeah, and then too. you can go to the bar and hang out and you get all these weird creatures everywhere. That's going to be at the Star Wars land. Remember oh. when we talked about it in the podcast? Yeah. They're going to uh-huh. have that and they are going to have the random creatures just kind of walking around picking out their produce, hanging out next to you at the bar. <laughs> produce. But that's what I think of when I watch in the this. Future in space? I don't know what it's called. Space produce. Maybe, I don't know. Star Wars fans will probably let me know. Yeah, definitely. Star Wars Land, though, is set to open in 2019. Last week, we talked about how Kermit the Frog's voice would be changing after 27 years. Well, now... The plot has thickened because Disney released a statement Monday saying that they had to let Steve Whitmire go. It wasn't a mutual, okay, we're both parting ways. He's done it for 27 Mm -hmm. years. He gone. No. Instead, they're saying that he had repeated, quote unquote, repeated unacceptable business conduct over a period of many years. What does that mean? Was he using uh, Kermit? on 
some illegal <laughs> ways of some kind. What was he doing? Doing voiceovers for porn as yeah, Kermit. Yeah. I don't know, but apparently Kermit was a bad boy because they kept telling him, you know, this is unacceptable behavior over and over again. And Kermie gave zero Fs, and that's what got him Dang. fired. They continued by saying, the role of Kermit the Frog is an iconic one that is beloved by fans, and we take our responsibility to protect the integrity of that character very seriously, which leads me to believe that, Mike, you might be onto something. Maybe he was voicing Kermit the Frog elsewhere. Or well, I don't know. It kind of sounds like he was a little pervy behind the scenes. You think? Yeah, and he was like, I don't know. Grabbing people with what? Kermit, being weird with it, like oh, walking around the, the hallways. Puppet? Yeah, he was molesting people with the puppet. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, not molesting seems a little aggressive. Okay. I just mean her sexually harassing <laughs> fellow <laughs> employees. Okay, and sexually harass sexual harassment, obviously not funny. But I'm just imagining Kermit the Frog going up to people but then he like you know smacks someone on the ass yeah and then exactly. it's like wait steve we see you you're standing yes. right there please the cut it wasn't Could me it was kermit yet? it was it was not me i swear guys mm -hmm. it was kermit that's what i could see happening oh. and then they'd be like dude you got to stop doing that like we're filming and then he is like well i'm just gonna do what i want my name's kermit and now he's, now he's i run the show yeah. i can do whatever i want yeah, what are you gonna do fire me yeah, well, that's exactly what they did. He is not happy about it, by the way, because Steve Whitmire has now posted a blog and he wants it to be clear that he's not a bad guy. He's trying to clear his name. And he says that one of the issues that they're referring to about his unacceptable behavior mm -hmm. actually involved the Screen Actors Guild and Disney. They couldn't agree on how much to pay him for one of the things he was supposed to do last October. And since he's part of the union, the Screen Actors Guild, he had to side with them. So he ended up not performing. And they said he said that's one of the strikes. Hmm. Disney well. went on to say, though, that uh, no, despite his claims... We are ma maintaining that there were more than the two isolated incidents that yeah. he listed in his blog. I almost want to tell him, Steve, just stop. Just stop while you're ahead. Because it seems like Disney's being nice going, okay, you know what? Despite his claims, yeah. you know, unfortunately, that's not what it was. But if you keep poking the bear, yeah. they're going to the, come out. You don't want the real info to come out, whatever it might be. So it's probably not good. Yeah, if you were smacking Miss Piggy on the butt, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you want to come out. But if I were you, I would just, you know what I mean? Enjoy those 26 years that you had and move on. I'm sure you have a great resume at this point. You can go get a job elsewhere. Yeah, what have you done, uh, Kermit the Frog? You're hired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For 26 years. You may see a whole new type of wedding theme on your Pinterest boards, and that's because, remember those Taco Bell weddings we talked about on episode 48 of the podcast? I do remember that, yep. Well, they're happening, people, and there is photo evidence, and I saw the pictures. This is too good. What was, it was in Las Vegas, right, or something? In, it was in Las Vegas. Amy T., by the way, is the one who sent us this update. Dan Reichert and Bianca Monda were the first official couple to get married at the Taco Bell Chapel in Vegas. Oh, how romantic. Mm -hmm. The pair traveled to Taco Bell's Las Vegas Cantina location on June 25th, where they were married inside the brand new chapel. Reichert and Monda, or Monda happened to be Taco Bell super fans, <laughs> which I didn't know. I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised by this, that all they're super fans of about just about everything, right? 
But for some reason, I didn't know that there was this fandom surrounding Taco Bell. According to TacoBell.com, though, the groom is a Taco Bell super fan and has eaten at every or has eaten every single menu item offered to date and has even traveled to places for the sole purpose of visiting their Taco Bells. Because they have special menu items or just to see the... No, to check them off the list. You know how people are about Hard Rock cafes? Yeah, like I would like to see every baseball park in the U.S. Yes, exactly. Just like that. Okay, well, he would like to go to... Yeah, that is. That's totally normal. (laughs) But to him, you know, everyone's got their own normal, Mike. And to him, it is going to every single Taco Bell that he can possibly go to. Good God. I couldn't even do that to all the ones in the city we live. I feel like there's about 20 of them. You're telling me that is such a lie. You're telling me you haven't gone to every Taco Bell in St. Pete in Uh, the surrounding areas? Well, only five or six times each. Okay. (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. We've definitely lived here long enough that we've gone to all the Taco Bells. I'm starting to think that my boyfriend is a Taco Bell super fan. Now that I know that that's a thing, I would be willing to say that Brian has tried just about damn near everything on that menu. Well, drunk me was a Taco Bell super fan on Saturday (laughs) or whatever it was, so... (laughs) And then Sunday, Michael, was a I hate Taco Bell. Yes. I still taste Taco Bell Sunday. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that, though? Like, oh, well, let me think of where I want to go on my next vacation. And it has nothing to do with, oh, let's go skiing or I want to see the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. It's, hmm, haven't been to that Taco Bell in Colorado yet. Let's go venture out there. Maybe he wants to go to these locations, the city. Mm-hmm. or state, or wherever, and there just so happened to be Taco Bells that he hasn't been to, so he swings by them. No, TacoBell.com <laughs> is is making it very clear that he has made travel plans solely to visit Taco Bells. So the fact that he ends up seeing the mountains in Colorado, that's an afterthought. Yeah. First, the Taco Bell board is, is what he wants to see, and then, you know, the other stuff comes secondary. Hmm. I'm wondering how many fluid ounces of Pepto-Bismol you can bring in your carry-on because uh, he's going to need a whole think only about lot. eight or whatever the limit is. Oh, my gosh. Eight fluid ounces? That's not enough. He's got to bring the tablets. You can bring as many tablets as you want. Oh, just can't be liquid. Smart. Uh-huh. Very smart. You got to do the tablets. Yeah, I'm a Taco Bell super fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now you are because you forgot how bad it made your stomach hurt on Saturday. Uh, it didn't make my stomach hurt. I just tasted it in my mouth the next day. It's oh. like smoking a cigar. You can't get rid of oh, that flavor right. no matter how much you brush your teeth. Gross. It's just there. They got the whole wedding package, by the way, the one that we had talked about previously. Mm-hmm. Everything from the sauce packet, bouquet, the garter and bow tie, a custom just married Taco Bell t-shirt for the bride and groom, and then, of course, a Cinnabon Delights wedding cake. Do so. You know how the bride and groom usually get whatever meal they want. Everyone gets a salmon or chicken or the vegetarian, mm-hmm. but then the bride or groom can order whatever they want. What they can order off the menu? Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. You they get whatever they want. So Molly's sister is getting married in October, okay. and she's getting pizza. That's what she wants. No so, way. Yeah, everyone's getting all this other. And then uh, Ken, her soon-to-be husband, I think, is getting. Uh, what is he getting? Something something totally different too. Something with steak and something else. But yeah, she's just like, no, I just want some pizza from whatever place with her favorite toppings. So, oh, I really like Molly's sister. I've yet to meet her, but I feel like we would get along <laughs> yeah. just by that. <laughs> that is so cool. I really had no idea that people just didn't pick one or the other. I just thought for sure that the bride and groom had the salmon or the steak or yeah. whatever it well, is. Well, they can, but 
you can also go totally off menu. So the reason I mentioned that is because they did away with, I think it was not the Crunchwrap Supreme. What was the one with the spicy Fritos inside of it? You are asking the wrong Holy person. Holy crap. It was so good. Beef, nacho cheese, spicy Fritos rolled oh up in gosh, a burrito. Oh my instantly my stomach. No. Oh, they did Don't away with it. Don't get me wrong, too. I like Taco Bell. And then they brought Taco it Bell. back, Just and then they did away game. with it again. And so if I got married to Taco Bell, that would be my off-menu uh, item. Well, good news, Mike. You and Molly, you could get married at this Taco Bell. In less than a month, it's going to be open to the public, August 7th, 2017. Oh, joy. You can go to the Cantina Chapel. Oh, I wonder if it has a bell like the dung dung. <laughs> <laughs> when you get married? Yeah. Oh, Instead boy. of the dun 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 dun, it just... Dung dung, <laughs> dung dung. Taco Bell sound. Yeah. yeah, it's going to officially be open for nationwide booking, so you can get the uh, Doritos Locos Tacos wedding of your dreams. It only costs you six hundred bucks too. That ain't bad. That is, and you get the venue, and you get all the food. The venue, okay. Please, <laughs> <laughs> let's not church this up. It's well, the Taco Bell. You get the Taco Bell Chapel. It's the venue. That is not. <laughs> No, there's a menu. I think mm. you're getting confused. There's there's the menu, and then there's the chapel. The menu is also included. Okay. Thank you, Lauren G, for tweeting us this update. Paige Davis, your that name is not going to sound that familiar until I continue on with the story. Okay. She's going to return to TLC, the home makeover series, Trading Spaces. Mm-hmm. Remember when we talked about this? I do remember, but I don't remember the person. Uh, she had that short hairdo, yeah. kind of brownish red. Yeah, I saw like the light. I saw the update. Did you send me it or BuzzFeed got an update? Either way, I saw it today that so and so is returning to the show, and then I was like, oh, okay, and I clicked it, and I didn't know who the heck it was. You still didn't recognize her? No, she was the host of Trading Spaces for basically forever. Yeah, but how long has she been gone? Ten years. That's exactly. how long the show's been gone for. I don't think I was watching Trady Spaces when I was 21. I had a Taco Bell to eat. <laughs> well, that's probably why it went off air. But now it is coming back. And they're hoping that us millennials have gotten a little bit older. Maybe we're buying houses of our own. And we want to see some neighbors potentially hate each other for the rest of their lives and trade spaces. When this story initially came out, I was saying, oh, I'm excited that this show is coming back. And I... I thought for sure that they would go with a different host because they wanted to reboot it, Mm -hmm. give it new life. And because of the fact that people were tweeting at Paige Davis on Twitter saying, hey, are you going to be the host? Remember? And she was going, "Mm, I don't know. And then she kept (laughs) tagging TLC. It was just kind of awkward. Maybe TLC was just like, oh, shoot. And they had to fire whoever they had planned to go. (laughs) They're like, dang, Paige Davis still has a pretty big following on the Twitter. Mm -hmm. We are getting lots of tweets about this. Sorry, Kermit. Can't hire you. (laughs) Darn, Kermit's (laughs) out of a job again. Instead, Paige Davis is going to reprise her role as the host. And as I said, she hosted it for, oh my gosh. Maybe I'll recognize her when I see it. The whole entire time it was on. Does she still have the short hair? It's kind of a little bit longer now because she sent out a video on her Twitter to share the news. They posted it on TLC.com too. Take a listen. Hi, I'm Paige Davis, and you probably know me best from having hosted Trading Spaces on TLC. And I'm so excited because you've probably already heard the news that TLC is bringing Trading Spaces back, but guess what else? Drum roll, please. I also am coming back. I will be hosting Trading Spaces again. I'm back at TLC, back home, back where I belong, and I am so 
thrilled. I've had a great time since Trading Spaces. I've been doing theater, I've been doing dance, I've been on and off Broadway, I've been all around. I've been living in Manhattan with my adorable little dog, Georgie. No, she sounds Some like she's been busy. Some of you from day, you might remember Sophie. This is Georgie. She's super cute. Oh, no, Sophie gone. Shooting this video here in my Aww, home. Oh, RIP Sophie. Okay, video's too long. I'm just going to say, <laughs> if, you're coming, make, if you're coming back and making an announcement, let's make it 30 seconds or less, please. Yeah, she was about to run out of Instagram time on that one. Oh, my gosh, there's a whole other minute and 15 seconds left oh, Lord. Wait, where did she post that at? Not on Instagram, then. Instagram's only a minute. No, she tweeted out the link, ah. and it was a video that lives on TLC.com. Hmm. Anyway, she's really sweet, and I remembered her on the show. So I'm not, I'm not hating on Paige Davis by any means. I just think it's so funny that by tweeting them, she was able to get her job back. Which is funny because Lauren G, the listener who tweeted it to us, mm-hmm. she sent me, she sent us the link, and then she said, "Hmm, trying to think what I can start an online campaign <laughs> yeah. for to get a job." That makes more sense now. I didn't get it at first, but now I understand her tweet a little bit better. Yeah, and then I tweeted her back, and I said, "Hmm, maybe I should start campaigning online to E News to get the job, yeah. <laughs> the job on E News <laughs> that I never had." Well, Seacrest has got it. Either way, the power of social media. Well, Seacrest isn't with E News anymore. He only does the red carpet. Oh. <laughs> You're talking to an E News expert. Uh-huh. <laughs> a student from UCF, the University of Central Florida, has been suspended after a tweet he posted went viral. Nick Lutz is the student who is currently suspended for both the summer and fall semesters, all because of this tweet. What is the tweet, you asked? Well, his ex-girlfriend sent him a lengthy, lengthy letter, an apology letter. Okay. And she was trying to get back with him. Right. Well, he decided to grade and he put little annotations all oh, around, all please. over the paper yep, as so if he were a that. teacher uh-huh. with a red pen. Yep. And then he even graded it at the end. Uh-huh. And then he posted it online. Oof. And the caption says... And by the way, if you want to follow him, it's at Nick Lutz, L-U-T-Z 12. He captioned it with, when your ex writes you an apology letter, so you grade it and you send it back to her. Ouch. Damn. Yeah, definitely not nice. That was not very nice, Nick. However, it has now received over 120,000 retweets and over 300,000 likes on Twitter. Needless to say, the ex-girlfriend, she is not too happy about it. She even went to the police in Orlando to file a report. The thing is, I mean, I don't understand how you can do that because her name's not on it. He's not bashing her. He didn't tag her in the tweets. It's just an anonymous letter. Now, it's unfortunate if your friends happen to know that you dated him. Yeah. You know, then it was obviously your letter. And then that's really embarrassing. And his friends know that it was you, too. But other than that, no one knows who you are. Not well. People can find out. Obviously, people on Twitter are pretty vicious. Yeah, so they're probably blowing her up right now. They, oh, unfortunately, that is the case. So the Volusia County Sheriff's Office, they said that they looked into the cyberbullying complaint that she filed, and they said that based on statements made and evidence observed, that there was no crime that had been committed. However, that did not stop UCF from suspending him for. Two semesters, not even just one, two semesters. She is not a student at UCF, by the way, either. Lutz's lawyer is saying that the suspension sets a dangerous precedent 
and he is appealing the decision, or Lutz is, and his lawyer obviously is doing it on his behalf, and they're saying that it it violates his First Amendment rights, and that they'll take it to court if necessary. So what do you think about the fact that he, he graded her apology letter and then posted it on social media, and now it's gone viral? I think there is something in each college's student code of conduct where I think it basically says that she's not allowed to be mean to other students. Yeah, but it's not another student. She doesn't go to UCF. Oh, yeah. And huh. so his lawyer is standing in the ground that, okay, so if you're a college or a university, you can then control whatever the student says outside of school that goes against the First Amendment. Yeah, I do. I don't know. I see kind of both sides. I think suspending for two semesters is a little aggressive. I think that's harsh. I if think two semesters is too much. Two semesters and they're okay with him doing that over summer break, then that's probably fine because he probably maybe wasn't taking many classes anyway. But two semesters during the normal spring fall, that's a whole year. So that would be way too harsh of a punishment. Yeah, he posted on Facebook, too, saying that I did nothing wrong. And he went on to say that it's caused a lot of stress for his family. Obviously, his parents are beyond disappointed about the fact that he's now suspended for two semesters or the equivalent of a year, equivalence of a year, if he was taking a full load during the summer. I don't know. But... He really is standing by that he did nothing wrong because the tweet remains pinned at the top of his Twitter feed. (laughs) As of today, I went online and checked. And for those of you wondering, Nick graded the letter from his ex a 61 out of 100, which is a D minus. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Is that even a D minus? I don't think a lot of schools that might be an F. I I think 60. Yeah. Above a 60 is a D. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just barely. He he didn't fail her. Well, a D is technically failing though, right? Yeah, I don't that wouldn't it wouldn't be a good <laughs> good grade. That's no. for sure. You'd want to drop that score. So I'm with you though, and I think that the punishment doesn't really match the crime. Well, I don't think it's obviously okay to cyber bully anyone. When I went and looked at the tweet, I would have never looked at it and thought, oh, he's bullying his ex-girlfriend because you can't, there's not a picture of her. She's not tagged in it. The name isn't on it anywhere. So I just- He's just being rude. (laughs) He's just being a dick. Yeah. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And the fact that it's still pinned the top of his Twitter feed, I mean, it just shows that he really doesn't think he did anything wrong. Stand on his ground. I mean, it's it's definitely rude. I don't know if it's a crime. It's not nice, that's for sure. I don't think his school should suspend him. I know, because once the school starts interfering with stuff going on outside of the school... They were probably just hoping that he would say, tweets, yeah, you're of... right, I messed up, and then just take the punishment and move on. Right. But if once he starts fighting at UCF, it's probably going to be like, ah, oh, crap, we're screwed here. Let's just go ahead and pull the deal. They yeah. were probably just trying to scare him a little bit, and then... Now it's gotten so much publicity yeah. that they're kind of freaking out. As of today, UCF had issued a statement saying that, like, basically, don't jump to conclusions. We haven't really made the final determination yet. Yeah. It's still under review. <laughs> well... You guys can weigh in. You can tweet me at TweetMelanieM, and you can tweet my bro host at Michael Glazner. I know we've been slacking big time on our Bachelorette updates, but we have to talk about this week's hometown dates. It's almost over. We haven't done a single one. Oh, 
We really no, you did one review, kinda, sorta. Ah, uh, yeah. A couple sort podcasts of. ago. <laughs> sort of. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I did want to talk about it because I have watched all of the episodes. I binged watched them mm-hmm. when I was in DC. Lindsay and I were chilling on the couch and we just went through them. It was actually really exciting because we were both exhausted from the New York trip. Yeah. Feeling like, okay, we've had too many days of drinking. What are we going to do for the goes, next 18 hours? Exactly. She goes, oh, I have all the Bachelorettes <laughs> recorded and I haven't caught up. And I Thank looked God. at her just like, oh, Those I could not have loved her more in that moment. Two hours a piece. Oh, yeah. We were just chilling on the couch I would all be day. out cold trying to binge watch that. <laughs> no, no. It, we were totally into it. Because then you have a little buddy to discuss the whole thing oh, with. Yeah, that's true, I guess. We were having full-blown conversations Man, about it. Man, I was keeping up with my uh, Bachelorette game notes. I had a whole list of every episode. I had all my little recaps going. And then we never reviewed them. So each time I had to keep deleting. Oh, then, Mike, I didn't know that. I would have let you review it. Nope. I don't I don't need to see the episode in order for well, you to review it. Can't do spoiler alert. I need you to provide some feedback on it. Oh, oh okay. You need me to <laughs> give you feedback? Try doing a podcast with you. Every time I'm like, hey, have you heard of Paige Davis? Oh, hey, have you heard about this person? Well, you made You're me like, watch what? it and Who? then you gave up. It was all an elaborate prank <laughs> to get me to watch it. <laughs> And then you quit. Uh, well, I have now picked up the habit again. Well, so don't you good. worry. I'm not a quitter. All right. Back and on the wagon. Now the I'm, wagon. I'm back on the Bachelorette bandwagon. I've watched all the episodes, fully caught up. And this week, Rachel went to visit the hometowns of Eric, Brian, Peter, and Dean. So I'm just going to do a quick recap for you guys. And here are my thoughts. I thought Rachel and Eric had amazing chemistry this episode. And despite whatever, I guess, he went through in the past with his family, it seems like he's in a really good place now. Mm -hmm. He's ready for a relationship. He's ready for marriage. And they make an adorable couple. Love them. I'm still not buying anything with Brian with the Y. Brian with the Y from Miami. And I'm not buying anything that he's selling. I hate that guy. I do, too. I just, I do not like him. Molly will be watching it, and she'll just go, she's like, "Mm, I like his voice. And I'm just like, that makes me want to punch him. (laughs) What do you mean? <laughs> Everything he says is just the cheesiest yes. line you've ever heard. She'll be like, this is how I imagine their future going. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, what do you want to eat for dinner? And he's like, you know, I just love the way you challenge me. <laughs> uh, everything you say, uh, the way you say the word dinner is just so beautiful. Your eyes when you're uh, hungry. Like, shut up, man. Uh, shut up. I 100% agree with you about Brian because he is. He's so cheesetastic and he just says all the right things. And Rachel even said that, I think, two episodes ago. She said, oh, he just always says the right thing. It's not the right thing. It's the creepy, weird thing that she's like not even talking about. She'll just say something random and he'll completely deter to some weird line he has memorized and he'll just say that instead of answering Where what she asked. Where does he get all these lines from? He's like 37 has lived in Miami. He's been single for God knows oh, how long. Well, so. that answers that. Yeah. <laughs> Getting turned down several times on the South Beach. He just, yeah, well, that one didn't yeah, work. That this didn't one work. did. Uh-huh, I'm going to save, save this for when I go on uh, The Bachelorette. Even hey. his mom was like, you had so many ladies. She said that like a thousand times. She you did. had so many ladies. <laughs> How do you fall in love with this one? You've had so many ladies. I'd be like, dude, mom, shut up. <laughs> yeah, mom, way to blow up my spot. Jeez, she was not probably doing that it on many purpose. ladies. She, uh, she seemed nutsack crazy. Let's geez. just call a spade a spade. <laughs> 
I would turn my ass around and walk right back out that door. Adios. His last relationship failed because of his mom. Yes. Not getting along with the girl. They met and the girl was like, no. Nah. <laughs> no. The mom <laughs> doesn't claim that, though. The mom and the friend, I think it was, said that, or it, it might have been his sister. No, I, I think it was I just I swear he said he was the only child. Yeah. And then there was that girl there. They never put anything under her to tell you what Thank she you. was. Thank you. I didn't know what she was either. And then he said something about, I'm the baby later. So I was like, wait, is he the only child or is he... The youngest child. I couldn't really tell. I don't know who the heck that girl Damn. was. Damn. Well, if that is his sister, I just feel bad for her. Because I know that mom likes to call you her favorite, <laughs> you know, but to not even have a caption up on the bachelorette, <laughs> no one even claims you. And all she keeps saying is that that's her baby and I love him and you mess with him, I'll kill you. But she doesn't even mention the sister. <laughs> Molly was watching. She, she just looks at me and she goes, you thought you got it bad. <laughs> you think your mom drives you nuts. <laughs> like that lady was cray cray. For real, though, you are mom's baby, and she is so protective of you when it comes to girls, when it comes to anything. It's so weird. If I'm, if I even say so much as, oh, well, Mike's in a bad mood. She, go, well, you know, he's got a lot on his plate right now. I'm like, mom, okay, I was just making an observation. Okay, <laughs> you guys suck so bad. Anyway, this guy's mom though is next level psycho yeah she's oh, obsessed with her son it's very weird it's almost like she wants to date her son yeah i thought that a couple times too didn't it the way yeah. she was talking about him and how many girls he's had and how attractive he is and how it's the love of her life she just kept saying that over and over again he's the love of my life he's the love of my life yeah she did say that a lot and then Ugh. at the end she's like did you get your hair cut He's like, yeah, I got to cut a little bit. And she's like, oh, the barber did a bad job. It was so weird. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, okay, thanks. Oh, And so for those reasons, I'm out yeah. when it comes to Brian. No, thank you. Peter is my current front runner. He's my Peter. fave. Not only is he really good looking, but he is super sweet. And I love his honesty and the fact that he says, you know, I'm not ready to propose essentially two dates in with Rachel, which is the complete polar opposite of Brian, who's telling her exactly what she wants to hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to get married. Mm -hmm. Only if it's you, baby. You yeah. know, that kind of crap. Well, Peter is saying it like it is, saying, oh, I'm kind of freaking out. I don't know. <laughs> he's a normal human, it That's seems like. That's what it like. seems like. Everyone else is either lying and yes. just saying that, they're ready for this. They're ready right. to get Whatever married. Whatever she wants to hear. Yeah, because it's part of the game. Yep. But he's just like, nah, I'm, listen. I'm only doing this one time. Yeah. I'm going to propose once and I want to be sure of it. And we've only gone on two dates so far. How the yeah. heck am I supposed to know? That's probably, if I ever went on that show, that's what would get me kicked off. She'd be like, so how do you feel about me? Are you ready? And, and I'd be like, everyone else well, will we've already been dating have said... for a week and a half, so probably not. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else will have already said that they love her. They've already yep. picked out baby names, where yeah, they're going to exactly. live, the full thing. And the, uh, Mike, believe me, I would be the exact same way. If I was ever on The Bachelor, I would, I would feel the same way. Yeah. I would just be like, she would give me the final rose and I'd be like, dope. Now we're we should start dating. Yes. <laughs> boyfriend, girlfriend. I totally agree with you. I'd go, okay, cool. I want to go out to start... dinner without a camera in my face? That'd we, be real cool. We could start dating now. Yeah. Brian happened to be watching it in the background, too. He was doing some other stuff. And he goes, well, how long have they been dating? And I was like, don't worry, Brian. Not seven years. <laughs> not seven years. Not long enough, okay? No one's getting engaged. Yeah. <laughs> don't want anyone jumping the gun. Yeah, don't worry. Not long enough. 
he has been receiving death threats, by the way, not Brian, Peter. <laughs> Peter from The Bachelorette has now been getting death threats on the internet. For what? All because he wouldn't tell Rachel that he loves her. He now took to his Instagram and he is addressing the backlash, saying, quote, all I can say is that I'm sorry to those who wanted me to tell Rachel that I was in love with her tonight after what was essentially two dates. As I stated many times on the show before, I do not take those three words lightly. As soon as they are said, they can never be taken back. And to the person that you choose to say them to, they can hold enormous weight. So rather than race to say something that is of such great, in capitals, importance to me, and I wish I was more... or. And I wish was of more importance to others. I chose to take my time in getting to know this woman as much as I possibly could before choosing to express those three words to her. Yeah, Molly and I were watching it. And before, as soon as we started, as soon as we hit play, she goes, all right, this is where they all say I love you. And I was like, what? Yep. She's like, yeah, they're all going to say it. I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? Every single season. And she's hometown like, no, visits. yeah. She goes, hometowns, this is where they all say it. And the ones that don't are the ones that go home. Yes. And I was like, yeah, all right. 100%. <laughs> that's what happens. Because this is your last chance to validate that you feel the exact same way as Rachel. Now, Rachel, the bachelorette or the bachelor, mm-hmm. they cannot say that they're not supposed yeah. to say I love you back. Yeah. Unless you're Ben, in which case you just tell all the girls you <laughs> love them. That's so ridiculous. Uh, so you don't know if you are going to get that response back, which he seems like the kind of guy who would need that validation back. If he's finally going to go there and say those words, he's going to want to hear it back. And right now he can't. Yeah, so I don't a- really blame him for not saying it. And I certainly am not going to send him death threats over it. Yeah, I would send him a little applause emojis over that. Like, Good job, dude. Yeah, you're the only one that is a normal person. So. You are normal. Congrats. Oh, speaking of, I don't want to say not normal, but we got to talk about Dean's family. Hey. Oh, poor Dean. That's all he I was have a, to say, he, really. he had an uphill battle to begin with because he was is 25 or something. Yeah, he's She's young. 31. Mm-hmm. I think he's 26. Yeah. But so either way, she's five or six years older, seven years older, something. I don't remember her exact age, but that's where the whole season she's been like, I don't know if he's ready for this. Right. Because he was so young. Well, Besides the age thing, they were see- they seem to really be getting along. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's in the final five four. at this yeah, five, or four years. at this point. And then there was the whole part of his family. He hadn't spoken to his dad in over two years, and that was obviously a whole plot line. Yeah. For the show. Mm-hmm. And Rachel was worried about that and saying, you know, have you reached out to him? He goes, I don't really think it's my responsibility. And leading up to the hometown dates, you kind of thought, OK, Dean, you know, just man up, reach out to your dad. But then the then home you date. see why yeah. he hadn't yeah. seen his dad in eight years. His dad's name, by the way, for those of you who do not watch the show or miss this episode, his dad's name is now Paramup. Paramup which means divinely beautiful, and it's a self-given name. Yeah. If that kind of explains it. He pointed it. it out. He goes, that's a, that's a self-given name. He gave to himself. So <laughs> yes. this is just letting you know what you're about to get into. His dad, despite whatever it is that he's into, whether it's you know playing the gong and having everybody lay on the floor together, which yeah. was super awkward, because I'm all about some spiritual shiz. I like me some yoga, but that was a bit too much to just walk in the house and two seconds later, you're all laying down on the floor together and he's gonging it up. I would just, I would have started laughing. That I'm sorry. was very uncomfortable. Everyone walks in the, or he, him and Rachel walk in the front door 
and everyone's laying on the floor. And he's just like, Dad, where's the table? Why is everyone on the ground? What is happening here? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. His dad's got a mega long beard down to the middle of his chest. He's a sheik, a shut. What is he? What kind of... I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not really too sure what the religion is, but he wears a head wrap. He wears a purple head wrap, a purple gown, full-length gown. He's got this crazy long beard. But he's also a kind of an a-hole. I mean, I'm just going to say it. He was not very nice. Dean tried to apologize to him and said at the end there, when they started getting into it, he said, you know, you weren't really there, but I'm trying to move on yeah. and I'm trying to talk to you, dad. And he was not taking any responsibility for the claims that Dean was making. He's going, you weren't there when my mom passed away. Like, what the heck? And the dad just was broke a jerk. character. The dad totally broke his yeah, little his, Buddha character that his, he had going on. His whole spiritualness went right out the window. Yeah, he started cussing. He left, like slammed the door, uh, told Rachel, no, I'm not talking to you. Don't want to do this anymore. You're out, both of you. Goodbye. I felt so, so bad for Dean. And apparently it was all a little too much for Rachel too because at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, Dean ended up getting the boot, Mm -hmm. leaving the final three, Brian, Eric, and Peter. The good news is though, everybody, Dean is not going very far. He might not have gotten the rose on Monday night's episode, but he got a ticket to Mexico. What? Yeah. He is going to be appearing on the next season of Bachelor in Paradise. I wait. Hold the your one that's already The one that's already. I'm just confused. Yes, they showed my, a preview and it's like airing next Monday. Yes. Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Spoiler alert. already on it? Spoiler alert. The Bachelorette has already wrapped taping. That, She's been engaged dang. for several months now. We I just know don't that. know to who. Except what? I'm going and guessing Peter. Uh, that was my guess after the first episode. I was like, that dude. After they went on their first date and she was obsessed with him. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the guy. But now. When she, after she goes, I don't want to leave here with a boyfriend. I want to leave here with a husband. I was like, ooh, he gone. Ooh, so who do you think then? Uh, Brian or Eric? I think it's going to be Eric. Oh, I really, I do like them, though. Um, I don't like him just because I think he is. Is he the same guy, though, that was like, why is my name in your mouth? Yes, he's oh, that guy. Oh, gosh. He's the guy. He, I don't know how to describe it or what the look is that he does, but he looks at everyone like, like he's, he's better than them. Like he's mad at you. He he looks. His head is tilted down, so his eyes have to look up to see you. He does and do that he cocks all the his time. Head, he cocks his head sideways, like he's gonna punch you in the face when he's talking to you. And he does it to her every single time they talk. And I think he thinks it's like a some like a kind of like looking slick type deal. Yeah. Like he thinks he's looked cool, but he looks. Like, he's so he, angry. I thought that in this last episode. I was episode, like, dude, I was like, Why? this guy, he's got to stop doing that. I couldn't figure out if the camera men. He was doing it, was talking to his mom, too. Yes. When he was having, like, a really, like, nice conversation, he was making the face, like, I'm about to murder someone. That's when I noticed it. When he was talking to his mom, I was thinking, are they just getting a really weird angle where they keep making it no, look like his head is down and his season. eyes are up? Yeah. He's been doing it the whole season. But then when they go out to the park, he looks like that. the happiest person alive. And then whenever he sits down... To have a one-on-one combo, he does that weird thing. Well, maybe thing. he gets uncomfortable. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is because it's, it's really weird to me. So that's why I don't like him. Okay. So you're going with Eric. You think she's going to end up with Eric? I think so. I'm going with Peter. That's who That's who. Um, I guess I'm pulling for. You're Peter. pulling for Peter. Yeah. But you think she's ultimately going to pick Eric. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling for Peter and I think she's going to pick Peter. 
The season premiere, by the way, of Bachelor in Paradise. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. Mike, you weren't into The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but you are in for a treat. Because okay. now you're into The Bachelorette. So now you'll see some of the people like Dean mm-hmm. and you'll know more about them. You'll know about their families or his gonna, at least. Is De- I said so Dean you're going to like it. I said Dean was going to be the next Bachelor and Molly says he's not likable enough. Is that accurate? Really? I just had this conversation with some people. And is he old enough? On Facebook. He's definitely old enough. If he's ready to get married, which he is because he's yeah. on the show, mm. which I will say that to Peter too. You're obviously ready. You know how the show works. I mean, it's not like it's the first season. Oh, The Bachelorette. What happens at the end of that episode? Or that <laughs> season. I mean, come on. So you obviously are ready to get married. Yeah. When you go on the show, you know, that's the end, the end goal. So that is a little worrisome that he's just not ready yet with her. Dean, though, we were having our, I say we, I I don't know the girls I was having the conversation (laughs) with, but Uh I feel like we're all friends. I posted, what are your thoughts after Monday night's episode? And I posted a meme of Dean's dad and it's then above it, it says, goes to yoga one time. (laughs) (laughs) And the girls chimed in too, saying that they think Dean would be a great bachelor. And I agreed with them. I think he's plenty likable. I think it's going to be Peter. Is going to be the next Bachelor because he's not going to win. So Eric is going to, oh, all right. All right, not Nostradamus, Mm -hmm. Bachelorette Adonis. What what would it be? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Nostradamus, yeah, something like that. I'll just stop while I'm ahead. Mm -hmm. The Bachelor in Paradise premieres August 14th and 15th. That's right. It has two premiere dates because it's going to be a two-parter. Oh, yeah. Two parts and two hours apiece each part? True, yep. True Bachelor style. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, August 14th and 15th on ABC. Is it literally just the exact same thing? Or is it like the real world Rose Rules Challenge where it's just a whole bunch of shenanigans? It's a whole bunch of shenanigans, yeah. Because then people are hooking up with other people. And just when you think that they're going to hook up and stay together forever, then they put in a new person. And that happens to be the person that they've always had a crush on. There's all sorts of triangle, love triangles. Is it a challenge show, though? Are they doing challenges? What's happening? No, there's it's just dating. But who who's the king or queen? Who's the bachelor bachelorette? They all are. What? They're all bachelors and they're all bachelorettes. It's like a massive it. orgy type thing. But so they're, they're not just all on the island. With and if you other. leave the island single, then you're a sucker because everyone else is all paired up. Yeah, people start pairing up. Yeah, that's exactly what, what happens. The heck? Yes, and then they have to vote each other off. So you want to pair up with someone, so your ass doesn't <laughs> get them voted off, off for what? No one likes them. Oh. Like, no one wants to date them. Raquel was sleeping too much. She <laughs> got to go. Everybody has to nap, Michael. Michael Jordan naps. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln naps. Mm-hmm. Uh, these sound like some classes that Dean's dad might actually be into. Goat yoga classes are now a thing. Wait, I saw this somewhere. No way. Get I out sent of here. this to you. No, you didn't. I feel like I did. You never watch the things I said. Yeah, I'm like, I absolutely watch. She doesn't watch the things I said. Okay. I do watch the things You're that like you Molly. Me. I'll send Molly a five minute video, and okay. the really funny part doesn't start until at least three minutes into the clip <laughs> immediately. Ha 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 ha. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't watch it. I'm not stupid. Sometimes I'm at work. And then so she'll I just be like, you know me it. too well. And I'm like, well, will you watch it? And she's like, no. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, Molly and I have so much in God, common. God, it's so annoying. It's no, instant but- ha-ha. We have to wait at, like, market so it's red. <laughs> On Facebook Messenger, your little bubble drops below so you can see that someone read it. 
Wait five minutes, <sighs> then reply. Okay. I do watch them all. It's rude. I do. Mike, I really do. I watch all of them. I freaking sent you this forever ago. There's a goat that was jumping on people's backs and doing backflips off of them while they're doing yoga. Yeah, did it sound like this? There's not much to this audio clip besides some goat sounds. And Despacito's guitar in the beginning. Well, because it's yoga. So everyone's quiet. There's not really any music going on. But these little goats are jumping on people's backs. As they're stretching. And they're not uh, mountain goats. <laughs> they're like these no. little tiny goats. Oh my gosh, they're little baby goats. The people are laying and, and stretching out and the little goats are just mm-hmm. and then hopping on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I just don't understand what's necessary about it. I mean, how it, how did goats now become involved with yoga? I've never done mm-hmm. yoga and thought, you know what would make this more enjoyable? A little baby goat. I think that I've done yoga once, and goats would have definitely made it more enjoyable. <laughs> All right. Well, There's let's a lot. be honest. TVs Baby would have made it more enjoyable. <laughs> a couch would have made it a little better. Right. Soft pillow. That is not, that is not the point of oh. yoga, okay? Mm-hmm. You're just supposed to be relaxed, mm-hmm. one with yourself, your you know, mind. You don't need to be distracted by little baby goats. I have enough of a hard time trying to keep my attention focused mm-hmm. on one thing. It's hard enough for me to just do yoga and focus on that. If you put some goats in the room, my ADD is going to go crazy. I'm just going to be looking <laughs> at goats the entire time. Like, give me all the baby goats. Well, it's... This will uh, not work for me. Maybe it's like when, you know, you get stressed out and you can go to the pet store or something, you pet the puppies or some colleges now have a puppy petting yes. party, whatever yeah. they're called. Maybe it's kind of like that where the goats just add to your happiness, your overall mood. If you were doing yoga mm-hmm. and a goat was back flipping off some girl's butt, wouldn't that be kind of hilarious? It would be super hilarious, yeah. but I would definitely break my yoga pose. Oh, I'd yeah, that probably happens a lot. I'd be busy watching the goats. But Oregon, Arizona, Massachusetts, they all are now offering classes where you just bring your yoga mats and they supply the baby <laughs> yoga goats. Nice. Oh, it's, they, are, they are really, really stupid cute. All right, the time has come, Mike. I know it's the moment you've been waiting for. I'm going to tell you what the heck a Melty Duck is. Yes, please do, because it's not um, melted candy that you left in the car. It is not melted candy that you left in the car. Mm -hmm. However, it is a plastic duck that somebody left in the car, and it did melt on their dash. I was pretty close. Yeah, you were. (laughs) it was kind of weird when I said it, and I thought, okay, what do you think this is? I was not expecting you to guess that it had to do with being in anyone's car or... I was just trying to think of how you could melt a duck, and then I was like, okay, it's not a real duck, or is it? That would be weird. And then I just figured... (laughs) It's not a real duck. Duck candy, and it melts in your car, because we live in Florida, and it's hot as crap. Well, the high temperatures in Japan have apparently caused this cute little plastic duck to melt on a man's dashboard. The guy took a picture and was basically saying this is the worst thing ever because his little duck had melted into a blob, which could have gone viral enough because the little blob, all you see is the green plastic melted, and then you see a little tiny duck face but it's in, melted, the, in the melted blob. It was like a dashboard, uh, what do you call those things, where like the hula girls on the dash, and when you drive, they kind of shake around. Yeah, it's the dashboard. Yeah, it was sort of, it was like kind of like one of those things, but it was a, a green duck, and it melted into the most perfect duck blob. puddle. <laughs> it 
melted it was perfectly blob. smooth. It's not like it kind of halfway melted nope. and one wing was sticking up. It was a beautiful duck blob and its face was still fully intact. It just looked like... His little face was Yeah. Saying. Just looked like a big old fat blob duck laying just like a flat pancake with a smiley face. That's exactly what it looked like. And he shared it with people to say, holy crap, look how hot it is in Japan. And posted the before picture mm-hmm. of his happy little green duck fully intact on the dashboard. And then his little melted duck blob afterwards. People weren't focused on the duck blob, though. Instead, in true internet fashion, people started having a full-blown debate saying there's no way that this plastic duck in the picture number two is the same as the one in picture number one because it's a completely different car. Yes, it does look. That was kind of after I noticed the duck. And first I was like, this isn't right because the duck's face was still so perfect. It was so perfectly intact. Eyeball, eyeball, (laughs) whatever duck nose. Yeah, and then the beak. So I was like, this is, there's no way. <laughs> okay. I was I trying to think, think of. They, I mean, I know they have them. Well, their but beak is their mouth. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what on earth is in the middle. It's I the, don't know the answer to that. There's nothing. There's nothing there because their little nostrils are at the end of their little beaks, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I think you might or be right. Or their bills. Their bills. Yeah. All right. Well, so either way, eyeballs in a bill, perfect shape, looked yep. amazing. So I was like, that's not real. That No way it melted that way. And then you notice the dashboard. Something is off on the dashboard of where the duck supposedly melted. I noticed it too. When I first saw it, of course, acknowledged the cute little duck blob. But then I go, wait a second. Is that even the same dashboard? Because it looks completely different. Yes. You think, no way. I don't care how the angle, however this picture was taken, at which angle it was taken, there's no way this is the same car. Yeah. So how how can how can they find the duck photos? What, what's the I'm best gonna to I'm up? going to post it on my Facebook. It's official Mel, and I will also tweet it, tweet Melanie M on Twitter, so you guys can go and see it and tell me what you think. But now. That you've seen it, Michael, mm-hmm. and we scrolled through some of the responses and the, the tweets yeah. on Twitter, and we've seen the breakdowns that people have done. People have gone in depth. It's much like the the blue and gold dress, or is it the black and blue dress? Yeah. Remember how uh-huh. viral that went, and then people went into these lengthy explanations about, yeah. oh, your brain is perceiving it differently and mm-hmm. all of that. People have now animated the whole entire image yep. at different angles to show that it actually is the same dashboard. Yeah, People like have done so, diagrams. Yeah, somebody must have worked at a car dealership or they do some sort of architect for their job it's because crazy. these diagrams, the uh, 3D models that people made of why the angle is actually appropriate and it, this is what it would look like from a bird's eye view where the second photo was taken. I don't know how the heck they did it, but that dude is pretty skilled. Yeah, that person's very, very talented. And now that the tweet, the initial one, has gotten over 500,000, half a million retweets in less than 48 hours. And the debate rages on. People are still not buying, despite these in-depth 3D diagrams that people have done. People are not buying that it's the same car and the same duck. But Michael, now that you've seen it, do you agree that it is the same duck and the same car? I'm... I'm convinced it is the same car. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that duck melted oh, like okay, that. Oh, okay, really? It was melted so perfectly. It is a 
flat pancake with the sometimes, mouth and eye, the, the bill and eyes right where they should be. Sometimes things like that happen. I know. The universe must just, have aligned really well. So I'm sold on it being the same car. I'm just not sold on how the duck melted the way it did. I love that that wasn't even the question. <laughs> well, that's but you're the like, answer. you know what? I'm not even sold on that. It's the duck. It's because the same duck. The angle that the photo was taken, it looks like the the duck's tail. It's like hanging off of this plastic piece. But then on the bird's eye view, there's tons of room. And you're like, wait a minute. The this angle, makes no sense. It plays with your mind. It's definitely a mind F. Yeah, it's, it's um, I forget it's what I was watching. It's an illusion. Yeah, I was watching something on like Nat Geo. And there's, they make these rooms where if you walk to one side of the room, you look like you're two feet tall. And then if you walk to the other corner of the room, so crazy. You're, you look like your head literally touches the ceiling. And it's just the perception, like the angle, whatever, the deal. It's made to make you look like that, but that's the same thing that happened in this photo. Yeah. The way it was just taken, it looks like this really small ledge where the duck is sitting, but then the bird's eye view, it's this big old Giant dash, yeah. yeah. I am going with that it is the same duck, and it was mm. just a crazy coincidence that it melted perfectly. I'm going to And I'm guessing that it's ducks. the same car. Oh, really? Are you going to try the McRib too? Are you going to do uh, all yeah. the other things? Well, the Shamrock Shake. Yeah, I need to get one of those. <laughs> okay, we'll just have to wait till what, next March right. in order to be able next, to get it? Next challenge, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. I gotta find this duck. If anyone's got any uh, links to this Japanese manufactured green dash duck, let me know where I can get it because it'll definitely melt in Florida. Yeah, oh, well, it'll melt real fast <laughs> down here, that's for sure. Unfortunately, I've got some crappy news for you guys. Researchers at BBC Watchdog have uncovered another uncomfortable place where fecal bacteria loves to hide. And unfortunately, it's in our soft drinks that are purchased at McDonald's, KFC, and Burger King, at least over in the UK. That's where the study was done. And just for fun, Mike, I want to know your guess as to which of these fast food chains had the most fecal bacteria in their drinks. Was it McDonald's, KFC, or Burger King? Um, man, that's a good one. I want to say KFC because I haven't really been to a very nice KFC. They're all usually pretty trashy. Yeah, you never walk into KFC and go, wow, this yeah. is a really well-kept KFC. But some McDonald's you go into and they have touch screens. You can order yourself, a little self-checkout line. Mm. It's kind of up to date. Yeah, McDonald's is stepping up their game. But I'm going to go with McDonald's still. You're going with McDonald's? Yep, even though it's probably KFC. You should stick with your gut, Mike. Dang it, it was KFC. It was I told KFC. you they're all trashy. Uh, yep, you should have stuck with the first one. I knew it. They went to 10 random franchises of each restaurant across the UK, and then they tested the ice in the ice machines Mm -hmm. that then go into your drinks, unless you don't get ice, in which case you're smarter than the rest of us. And three out of 10 of the locations of McDonald's, they found the fecal matter. Three Mm. out of 10. That's not that bad compared to the other ones. fecal matter? Where is it coming from? It's gross. Well, rats. I'll get there. Hold on. Six out of 10 branches or franchises of Burger King. They call them branches over there. So six out of 10 branches of Burger King, they found the fecal matter on the ice cubes. And then seven out of 10 KFCs. Oh, that's not bad. I would have figured... What? That's not bad. Seven out of 10, Michael. That's almost 10 out of 10. No, that's bad. But I was thinking... McDonald's would be 7 of 10, Burger King would be 8 of 10, and <laughs> yeah. KFC would be 10 of 10. Yeah. So they're much lower than I thought, so good yeah, job, guys. Yeah, good job, McDonald's. 3 out of 10, that ain't bad. Mm-hmm. They got cleanly ice. Not too shabby. 
The researchers, though, said it's extremely worrying when we're finding the sorts of numbers we're finding here. You have to look at the people making the ice, then handling the ice, and the way in which they transfer it to customers. That is where the hygiene factor comes Mm -hmm. in, the failure to use the proper hygiene, and potentially having nasty machines themselves. Are they kept clean? Are they cleaned out on the regular? I could definitely, I I figured it would be from the lines that serve the liquid that comes out, just so it would get kind of rotten and gross in there. But it doesn't explain how they would get poop in there. (laughs) Yeah, there's something that's still not quite adding up. Yeah. Hey, Greg, get some ice from the back. <laughs> Don't use the poop bucket. <laughs> oh, gross. Seriously. <laughs> uh. All three of the food chains involved in the study have now reacted and issued statements. KFC, a spokesperson for them, said they were, quote, extremely disappointed with the results. A spokesperson for McDonald's said, quote, we have a robust procedure or we have robust procedures in place with regard to the production, storage and handling of our ice in our UK restaurants. And then lastly, a Burger King spokesperson said cleanliness and hygiene are a top priority of the Burger King brand. Cleanliness is next to godliness. That's what mom always said. Okay, well, in that case, I don't know. Burger King is not too (laughs) close to God. Six six out of ten. Anyway, if you were grossed out by it, uh, they have more bad news because they're saying that fecal matter technically could be detected in some Mm -hmm. way, shape, or form basically everywhere. So don't think about it too much when you're getting your ice. However, after reading that story and now hearing it on the podcast, sorry, guys, don't you not want ice in your drink? Because I don't. I mean, I do not. If you're grossed out by it, you're probably not their target demo. And if you don't care, if you just shrug your shoulders, then they're exactly who you want. Because I feel like those, whoever hears that just like, and then they go to McDonald's tomorrow, like they don't care. It doesn't change their mind. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still alive and kicking. That is true. Little poop never hurt nobody. <laughs> I feel like, you know, once you... It grosses me out, and it's... I don't usually... The only real fast food I eat is Taco Bell, and it's not okay, even really real that fast often. Food. <laughs> okay. Well, I, like pizza. I don't really consider pizza fast food. Right. Okay. Oh, I see what you so mean. McDonald's, as far Burger as a King, KFC, all those places. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to any of those, but I get Taco Bell, like, I don't know, once, twice a month at least. And I just, But I never get anything to drink. I get... Some, I just order a couple of the dollar menu items and I'm good to go. I so, go I feel like I'm good. to Wendy's and I get the salads mm. just because it's basically the only place you but can you get, get a, a fast meal? food salad. No, I just get the salad. But I, well, I do get a drink oh. and I do get the ice. But <laughs> Wendy's wasn't on this study, so I'm not worried about it. Oh, yeah. See, well, Wendy's I'm just going to live in my, in my bubble where, you know, ignorance is bliss. I, the, Wendy's wasn't in the study, so, you know, maybe their ice doesn't have fecal matter. Yeah, that's why. It. They, it would have been a non-story if they yeah, went to Wendy's. exactly. Amazon has launched a new social network. Hmm, interesting. I don't know what I think about this. The online shopping giant has released an app or a feature on their app for Amazon Prime, and it's called Amazon Spark. It looks just like an Instagram feed, and people can post things that they bought on Amazon, which basically runs the board. I mean, you could find damn near anything on Amazon, and then you can post it, but it's also clickable. I could post this Yeti that I'm drinking out of right now, uh-huh. the, the drink container. Yes, okay. Tumblr. <laughs> the Tumblr, thank you. In case people didn't know what a Yeti was. 
I could post this and then link it to Amazon. And that way people looking at my feed would be able to go and shop it. Uh, but so are you going to leave Instagram to go do that? Because I would say no. No. Yeah, Is I there agree. any kickback? Like if you... No. I don't post pictures on the reviews of things I got. I'm not downloading the app and like editing the photo and posting that up there. Apparently people really like to share what they bought. And now it's organized based on categories inside this Amazon Spark app. You can click your likes like books, humor, camping, and then the corresponding posts Mm. from random people will show up in your feed and it'll show you items that they suggest. I get the thought process behind it. You know what I mean? If you're into hiking and you could click that and then you'll see a bunch of real life photos that people have posted of hiking equipment Mm -hmm. that they've used or brought with them on trips and they could give a little review of how it worked. I could I could see that working. However, they could just post on Instagram. I see where it could be cool. I don't think I would use it. I don't think I would. I don't think I would be a contributor Actually, to I it. I know I would. If use I it. knew I wanted something from it, I would maybe try to scroll and do all like the different things I like and find people that had it, see what it actually looks like, kind of deal. But I wouldn't be a contributor. Yeah, There's I'm no not. Way. I'm not contributing to it either. And, and their store just why don't they stick to one thing? <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Amazon. Yeah, they've. <laughs> They made a store, epically failed. Now, let's try Instagram feed. Wasn't that them or was that somebody else? Wasn't it Amazon? Yeah, no, it was Amazon, store? yes. Yeah, and that didn't work out. So here we go, Instagram, let's just throw money away. Light it on fire, Amazon. They have a hard time with discoverability. So that's why they decided to start this as kind of their stab at reaching out to the millennials and having people discover them online and their products. I feel, I guess listen, that's something everyone, they fall short on. everyone... Any millennial or anyone that shops online. Shops on Amazon. Anyone. Totally. Knows what Amazon is. Knows what Amazon. Our mom knows what Amazon Prime is. She is a last adapter to everything. <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah. I'm surprised she, she even adapts. isn't still on DSL internet. So <laughs> she's she's finally got some high speed internet going. Is it called adapting when the other thing just doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> because I feel like mom would never adapt to a Blu-ray player if she could still get the DVDs she wanted. Uh, that is absolute fact. She true story i was at her house the other day mm-hmm. and i said mom what is this boob tube doing in the corner and it was a tv little tv with a vcr and she goes well it's the only vcr we have in the house yep and i said okay well that's one more vcr than i have in my <laughs> house and that i need in my house so what are we gonna do with this tv well i need it how am i gonna play all the vhs tapes well she can go on amazon.com <laughs> they I know. will send her a vhs player for probably four dollars 100%. No, but not our mom. Instead, she's got a freaking full-blown boob tube in the corner just so she can have the VHS Jumbo slot. TV with the cassette deck <laughs> attached so to it, built in, which when those first came out, <gasps> were kind of awesome. Oh, yeah. I wanted one. I remember. It was really Didn't cool. you have one? You had one in I your did. Room. Yeah. I, well, that's why I said I wanted one, and then I got one, <laughs> and then right, I got right. one. It pays to be the only girl for a while in the family. Yeah. So you, yeah, those things were really cool. I feel like all of our TVs at one point had that. 
Yeah, because that's how I recorded all of the Britney Spears videos. This is pre DVR days. Would replay them over and over again until I could master every single move she did. And then I would also set it, because you could even set a time. I thought this was really cool. You could set it and forget it. Go in there. Yeah. And you could set it and forget it because I didn't get out of school in time to watch TRL. They moved TRL an hour earlier and we weren't back from school. So I would record it on VHS. And then I'd watch it every single day. It was like my own little DVR. And now mom has those tapes and she's going to watch them one day. <laughs> she is. She's going to go in so and she go, says, oh, here's when Michael had his first steps. Oh, wait, this is Britney Spears crazy. <laughs> <laughs> then she's going to go, oh, here's when Jessica lost her first tooth. Oh, this is Christina Aguilera, genie in a bottle. That's what's going to happen to all of those videos. That's a pretty good memory of calling out those two songs. I mean, I watched them once or twice. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Here's something that I want to know if you would sign up for. Maybe you would adapt to this, okay? okay? Maybe you would like it. I know your girlfriend would, that's for sure. This Week in Cats. It's a new newsletter that is exactly like oh, yeah. what it sounds. She wants that for show. This Week in Cats is by BuzzFeed, and it is a newsletter that they send out every single Friday. And I really don't have to explain it very much because it's just full of cat crap. Yep. I need to send her that link uh, for her birthday on Wednesday. She got a framed picture of her cat. I was there. From her parents. I was there and I saw that. And I just had to nudge Brian and go, don't worry, this is normal. That's her cat. And he goes, but I thought we had the conversation and she doesn't have a cat. So then he was very confused as to whose cat was framed in the picture. As was I, because she doesn't have a cat at her house. Because it's not, the cat is still in Naples. The cat is in a completely different city, so she doesn't get to see the cat. Yes. And she loves that freaking cat. So her mom framed a picture of Floxan. Floxan! A.K.A. Floxy, A.K.A. (laughs) I don't know what its real name is. I don't think it's Floxan, but it's somehow morphed into that. Yeah, well, duh. If you have a pet and your pet doesn't have at least three AKAs, is it really even your pet? It has a whole bunch of different names. I don't know what its real name is. It's got to be Floxan. No, I don't know. I I thought it was Floxan. Yeah, I know. I thought that too, but now I'm starting to think it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm starting to think that was just something that they morphed it into. Well, you'll have to send her this. You'll get Boyfriend of the Week, that's for sure. Every Friday, they send you the newsletter and it's full of all the stuff that cats do. Crazy cat news, Mm -hmm. crazy cat videos, cute cat videos, cute cat photos, you name it, you love cats, this newsletter is for you. Head over to BuzzFeed.com and that's where you can subscribe to it. It's called This Week in Cats. Entertainment and celebrity news is next. And does R. Kelly really have a sex cult in his Atlanta home? Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, it looks like all signs are pointing to yes. That is on the way. Don't forget, though, that if you have shopping you need to get done on Amazon, maybe you got to pick up some cat toys, Mm -hmm. then maybe you want to get Amazon Spark and post all about it. VHS players. Well, you can just head over to MelanieMinot.com. Scroll on down to the bottom of the page. You're going to see a banner ad there. If you click that ad and do your shopping through that link, it helps support this podcast. So... Every item that you put in your cart helps us and keeps this podcast going. TV news. Let's start off with that. Eric and Jesse on E! has been given a premiere date of September 6th. So if you're as obsessed with the ridiculously good looking couple as I am, I thought you'd want to know that. So September 6th, a little DVR reminder. Also, Word with Friends is the latest mobile game that's getting adapted to TV. Okay. Oh, 
I don't know how I feel about this. Words with friends. There's a lot of game shows I feel like on right now. They're trying to revive the game show. They've brought back a hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Mike doesn't seem to be too big of a fan of that show. That show is so dumb. It's pretty much like categories. I think it's categories where you have to get them to guess what word you're saying. And they yes, can't use the so buzzword. Yes. It's really fun when you're playing with your friends, but watching celebrities do it, I don't know. It was just so boring. They weren't excited. They were just reading and then they guessed it. And then the guy, one of the guys lost and he just, he literally is like, oh, all right. And they just shook hands and like walked away. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, just, what it, is a, it is a little anticlimactic. It was so boring. And the, the, the guesses were so easy. It was... I don't know. It was just like a non-fun party game that they were playing on well, TV. Well, do you think that Words with Friends would be entertaining or only if you're playing Words with Friends? Because I'm thinking about that right now. And if you're sitting on the couch to me playing Words with Friends, yes. which do people even play it anymore? Um, I don't know. Do they? I mean, I know when it first came out, it launched back in 2009 and it was the number one downloaded app and everybody and their mom was playing it. Words with Friends is... The, it's the knockoff of Scrabble. Yes, Scrabble. Yes. Okay, that's what I was trying to think of. So I used to play it all the time. It was really fun. And then it gets really annoying because you play with people that don't actually know the words, like my roommate. He brought it back and he started playing. So he would invite me to play all the time. And he's one of the people that plays words like XI and he plays it on a triple oh, word. And it. it's worth 57 points. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. First of all, not a word. I don't care <laughs> that it accepted it. And then he gets really defensive and will be, well, if the game accepts it, then that's how you play. Okay, you just got to drag like and drop a bunch of stuff. into words with enemies. Well, exactly. Because you get so mad that people will just drag and drop letters in random places until, until it, it finally in. makes a word. And mm. you're just like, dude, you don't know what that word is. I don't know what that word is. And you just got 100 points from it. And now I can never catch up. So screw <laughs> this game. I do not care enough. I tried playing it for a little bit. But then my friends got pissed off because I didn't do my turn fast enough. Yeah, People annoying. would start texting me. Hello, are you still playing? It's like, yeah, I have a freaking day job. Don't you guys? <laughs> like everybody else is just playing at work. Okay. And that's when I just said, all right, this is not for me. Yeah. So in... The TV show, hopefully they won't allow the guests to just randomly drag and drop all the no, letters until absolutely it finally not. accepts it. The people are going to have to be smart and know those words. Yeah, Rich and his now ex-girlfriend, they used to get into arguments over this game because he would cheat so bad. What? Are you serious? Yeah, he would like go upstairs and then she'd words be on the couch and she would just read it and go, you do not know this word and just <laughs> scream upstairs. It's like, okay, I know exactly what's happening here. Didn't realize people got so heated about it. I did know people were addicted to it, though, because remember Alec Baldwin? He got kicked off a plane back in 2011. Why? Because he wouldn't put down his phone? Yeah, they said you had to put it on airplane mode and put your phone away. And he was playing words with friends and he was really into the game. And he was willing to leave the plane for it. And he did. Well, he's also a crazy person. Celebrities are nuts. He is nuts. I can't afford to leave a plane. Me either. I'm sorry. I can't afford to get on a plane, let alone leave it once (laughs) I'm on it. This word will have to wait. I booked this flight six months Mm -hmm. ago. Plus, all my words are worth eight points anyway. Here, you can have the win. (laughs) Yeah. Game of Thrones fans were happy that the show was back this week, but they were pissed off that Ed Sheeran made a cameo. The season seven premiere was this week and people could not stop talking about it, especially on Twitter, of course. But people were really freaking out about the fact that Ed Sheeran made a guest appearance as a Lannister soldier. 
Here are some of the tweets that I found on Twitter. Andrew Matarazzo says, I'm honestly still mad about Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. It burst the bubble of Westeros, and suddenly I saw lights, cameras, and a fake sky. Yeah, Westeros. Westeros. Well, it shows who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. That would mm-hmm. be me. <laughs> I am the one and only person, I guess, left on the planet Probably. that has not gotten into it. I don't even know what is. Isn't Netflix? Hell no. I it, wish it was. Is it HBO? Yes. Okay. It's HBO. And I'm, I'm seven seasons behind at this point. I don't think I'm catching up. You definitely should. I'm, now I'm getting excited just to hear that sound. When HBO starts, that's how they start all their TV oh, shows. Oh, that's how they started Sex in the City. Yeah. I love that, that's I love how, that sound. Yeah, that sound is going to be uh, one of those things uh, in the future. And they're like, remember, 2016, <laughs> 17. And then they play that sound and everyone gets excited, like the, the internet dial up. Of, yes, but the beginning of Entourage, it reminds me of that too. Yeah, exactly. That HBO, that's that classic. Oh, love that sound. So, yep. I have it ready to watch. I need to watch it. Haven't seen it yet, but I am aware of Ed Sheeran's appearance. And the fact that people are not happy about it. I heard people weren't happy about it. As soon as I, my friend texted me and he's like, hey, are you watching it right now? I was like, no, nah, I'm going to watch it later. And he goes, Ed Sheeran just made an appearance. That immediately made me mad. Not because it's Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran. He's awesome. Yeah. It made me mad Who doesn't like Ed that a, ce- a well-known celebrity has now entered the, the realm. show of not well-known celebrities. They make celebrities on this show. They don't bring them in. You know, like Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. And to your point, I'll tell you what the creator of the show said about it, mm-hmm. about bringing in Ed Sheeran and his decision to do so. Because it... It hits on what you just brought up, but I want to read some of the tweets first that people had uh, had tweeted at Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh, this one was my favorite. It had the the image from the Mean Girls Mm -hmm. where there was the girl that didn't go there, and it says she doesn't even go here. (laughs) Yeah, Lauren Yap. It's Lauren Yap on Twitter. She tweeted that. That's so good. He doesn't even go here. Game of Thrones is or Game of Thrones literally has dragons and zombies and shadows that kill people. But it wasn't until Ed Sheeran when I was like, "This is not realistic." (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Kara R. Brown. She sounds like she could be my friend. I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I'm still mad Ed Sheeran ruined it just because Twitter <laughs> yeah. was freaking out about it. Everyone was so pissed off about it. The creator, though, Jeremy, says that he was a bit surprised that people made such a fuss about it. Quote, to me, he does seem quite organic in his own way to the show. The truth is everybody on the show is famous now, so it doesn't mean anything to me. It's about are they appropriate for the role? Are they going to do a good job? And it was yes, yes, yes to all those questions with him. Um, I heard, don't know if it's true or not, and now I can't forget her name. So I haven't seen an episode since... The actress that's in there. She was a huge Ed Sheeran fan. Right. And yes. the director did it as a favor to her. That is true, too. She was the one who suggested Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And then the director is the one who decided, yes, I'll go ahead and cast him. Initially, though, she's the one who brought him in. But ultimately, Jeremy is saying that he's the one who had the last say. And it wasn't because of a favor. It was really that he was appropriate for the role. And he still is standing by his decision to put Ed Sheeran in the show. I After I got over the fact that I was mad that they brought in a celebrity, it could have been Brad Pitt. You bring in anyone famous that's recognizable, 
it's going to take away from the show because the show doesn't have anyone recognizable right. besides their own character. Well, he's saying now everybody is recognizable because you're so many seasons in. Yeah, they're recognizable from when that show. Yeah, exactly. You can't just bring in celebs and just plop them in. So after I got over this that, this isn't how I met your mother. You can't have yeah, Britney Spears all of a sudden be the receptionist. When Friends exactly. was coming to an end, they brought in every celebrity Everyone. under the sun. So yeah, you can't you can't do that. It's supposed to be kind of serious. Just like The Walking drama. Dead, I would be I would be so pissed if all of a sudden David Schwimmer walks into <laughs> The Walking Dead. I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So after I got over that though, and I was like, okay, well. It's not going to be that bad because there are tons of redheaded people in there. My text back to my friend was like, well, today at least throw a beard on them because everyone (laughs) in the show has like if they're one of the there's this really awesome redhead dude in the show and he has this giant, huge beard and he's one of my favorite characters. So I was like, okay, maybe they threw a beard on him, disguise him a little bit. And he's like, no, it is just Ed Sheeran sitting on a log singing songs. I did see the picture and I do know enough about Game of Thrones from seeing it online that I know what the typical character looks like. Yeah. And the, I mean, they usually look like a bunch of badasses doing badass stuff. And he's Ed Sheeran. And then I heard he was kind of made out. I haven't seen it. So that he was just, he started to say a couple words to one of the girls. And then all the guys around him told him to shut up. So he just kind of sat there awkwardly or something weird. Like that's how the scene goes down. So he, it's not even a real good cameo. It's an awkward one. And I don't know. I can see why people are mad, but. Not enough to make Ed Sheeran quit Twitter like he did. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because Ed Sheeran is saying that it's just a coincidence, the oh, yes. timing of it. Mm-hmm. He said that he went off of Twitter because he was always intending of coming off of Twitter. It had nothing to do, quote unquote, with what people said about my Game of Thrones cameo because I am in Game of Thrones. Why the hell would I worry about what people thought about that? That's not a bad that, statement. I'm just saying. I he mean, is in Game of Thrones. He gives zero Fs. He says that now because everyone has been telling him that after he quit Twitter. He's got upset because everyone crushed him for it. He quit Twitter. Then everyone said, dude, why are you quitting Twitter? First of all, you're Ed Sheeran. Second of all, you're on Game of Thrones. And now I think he's like, you know what? You're right. Why do I care what you guys say? He totally quit it because of that. There's no way it's a coincidence. It's Yeah, I would... I think that maybe he was planning on quitting Twitter, but then that was the the thing that just tipped it over. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? He was probably already wanting to get off of Twitter. He yeah, says maybe. that he prefers Instagram when it comes to social media platforms. Yeah, sure. And then that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Everybody was bashing him. I, I mean, it was, it was trending. I mean, it was everywhere and people were not saying nice things to him yeah it leaked so it's a pretty slow time in sports right now the only thing really going on is is baseball Mm -hmm. so espn and all that just about every single show at some point everything i've seen over the last three four days since it aired has mentioned ed sheeran being on twitter and that he quit and it was terrible (laughs) it's a slow news day (laughs) yeah that is that's what everyone's talking Uh about Oh, well, I think the timing is bad. If you're going to say it's a coincidence, you could have just waited a month till people forgot that you were on Game of Thrones and then deleted your Twitter. But instead, you deleted it when everyone was bashing you. Just it was bad timing if it wasn't because of that. I still I mean, I'm with what he said. He's Ed Sheeran and he's on Game of Thrones. True that. Drake 
is sharing his paycheck from Degrassi. I thought this was really funny. This was on Instagram today. It's been almost 10 years since Drake's final episode in the teen drama, but he's still getting that syndication money. Yeah, I bet. How much money, you ask? $8.25. Nice. <laughs> I kid you not. He posted a picture of his paycheck and the amount for $8.25. Obviously a residual check. And he captioned it on Instagram with, quote, Degrassi money still coming in. Don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and it was less than $9. Uh, is it on Netflix now? I think it's on Netflix. That's it's amazing. on something. Uh, I've never seen an episode, but I know people now that have watched it, and they say it's, they're like, no, it's really good. I don't watch it because of Drake. It's just actually really good. It has a cult following. People love Degrassi, and I think it did just come back to Netflix. So maybe his check, maybe he's in luck. Maybe next time it'll be 20 bucks. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. This Drake kid, he seems like he could have a good future. Yep. Eight bucks more than he had before. Don't spend it all in one place. A BuzzFeed story took media outlets by storm this week as it alleged that R. Kelly has been holding five or six women hostage against their own will. He is subjecting them to constant, allegedly, physical, sexual, and psychological control. He routinely records sexual encounters and is subjecting his partners to bizarre cult-like behavioral restrictions. This all according to a new BuzzFeed stories, or a new BuzzFeed story, rather. Did you see this everywhere? I did. This yep. Week? Also, ESPN covering a lot of it. <laughs> Slow sports week. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, sure. It's leaking into everything. It's all over social media and all that stuff. Um, wasn't the person that released this like a fired publicist though, which makes me a little bit skeptical. She was like his PR person from 13 to 16 yes. or something, and now she's not. And now all of a sudden he's got. I believe that was the source who initially leaked it, but the person who looked into it on BuzzFeed has been following R. Kelly and his sexual, I guess, exploits for the last 20 years, which I also think, mm, I thought I didn't like my job. Jeez, <laughs> 20 years of following what R. Kelly does, this sex life. Come on. Somebody said he was 50, which I didn't think he was that old, but dang. Yeah, I think he's damn near close to it. That makes it even more weird. It's unbelievable. He is, of course, denying, or his rep is Mm -hmm. on his behalf. His attorney and rep are saying Mr. Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, is both alarmed and disturbed by the recent revelations attributed to him. Mr. Kelly unequivocally denies such accusations and will work diligently and forcibly to pursue his accusers and clear his name. People are, of course, just completely shocked by this. Are they? What do you mean? I mean, I was the shocked. story is alarming regardless of who is the one doing it. But is it really that shocking that they're like, and guess who's doing all this weird stuff? R. Kelly. You're okay, like, eh, I guess you know, out of all the celebrities, he's you like know, peeing on people yeah, a couple he, years back, okay. videotaping that. Yeah, he is into he's got his trapped in the closet, golden showers, and I think he did something with someone underage. I guess that part of it isn't surprising, but just in general, it's always surprising to hear that these cult-like things exist where they have that syndrome. What's it, Stockholm syndrome? Yeah, where they really brainwash the people so they don't even think they're being held beyond their will at that point or against their will. Instead, they start to be attracted to their captor. It's just so unreal to me. One of Kelly's girlfriends, though, in an interview with TMZ is 21 years old. Her name is Jocelyn Savage, and she said that she is not hostage or in any 
cult and that she's simply not chosen to speak to her family because the family was saying, Mm -hmm. I think she's being held beyond or why do I keep saying beyond her will? Against her will, another family came out saying that they haven't been able to talk to their daughter either Mm -hmm. because she's been in this cult and he doesn't let people talk to talk to his girlfriends, which I guess the publicist said that too, that he makes the girlfriends dress in tracksuits so their bodies are covered and people can't look at their curves. Oh, that's weird. And then he also takes their cell phones away as soon as they start dating. This is all alleged, of course, but this is what the report was saying on TMZ, is that he takes their cell phones away and then gives them new cell phones so that they don't have contact with any of the people they had contact with before. I could see it. That's kind of weird. It's kind of gross. And then it's also not surprising that someone in a cult, when questioned if they're in a cult, is like, no, this isn't a cult. Like, duh. Duh. Of course you're going to say that. <laughs> and it made me just how, wonder because there, everyone is focusing on the fact that, okay, all of these people are of legal age. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. But that doesn't mean that they're not in a cult and that they don't want to be rescued. Yeah, I mean, right what now, does it she matter? Doesn't sound if, like they know they want to be rescued. What if? What does it matter if last year she was seventeen, now she's eighteen years old? She doesn't even know because she has Stockholm syndrome. The Pretty, whole thing is so weird. And to a, me. He apparently, he has something like seven homes. And is this going on in all of them? There, that was one of the things that came out too. They Ooh, were trying to. They part. were trying to figure out: is this just his Atlanta house or whatever it was, or is this going on in all of his homes that he has all over the place? I don't know. Still digging up the story. We need a Netflix documentary on that. Yeah, or I'll just have to watch ESPN tomorrow. I'm <laughs> sure they'll fill me in yeah. on it. We'll get about two minutes of baseball and then a whole bunch of R. Kelly and O.J. Simpson yep. stuff. Uh, it just, just the whole thing is super disturbing, and I'm interested to see what ends up actually coming out about it because yeah. he's denying it flat out, like not, like he's not even controlling over his girlfriends at all. I mean, total opposite from what this article is claiming. So I'm sure that we're going to hear more about it, and I will keep you guys updated. Unrelated and on a much happier note, it is time for our follow of the day. This one goes to Tom from MySpace. You heard me right. This is not a podcast episode from almost 15 years ago. It is 2017, and I'm giving... It is. I swear it is. I'm giving my follow of the day to Tom from MySpace. Not on his MySpace page, though. Instead, on his Instagram. You can follow Tom Anderson, a.k.a. MySpace Tom, on Instagram. Okay. And if you love to travel and you enjoy pictures of beautiful nature scenery, then you're going to enjoy his account. I feel like our sister is really going to like to follow at MySpace Tom. He's got around 450,000 followers, which is kind of modest considering that he was everyone's first friend yeah. on MySpace. Everyone's mandatory friend. Yeah, you're right. His his uh, <laughs> caption or mm-hmm. profile on his Instagram, if you will, says, former first friend, enjoying being retired. Photo taking has been my hobby for four years. New mission to help others and engage. Smiley face. And then he put his website, myspacetom.com. These photos are unbelievably beautiful in the way that they're edited. And obviously, he really is enjoying being retired. Lucky him. He made tons of money off of MySpace. Yeah, I hope he did Just he traveling sell it? the world. I hope he sold it before it crashed. You know what? I don't think he's hurting too bad. Once I mean, you follow him, you'll not feel so yeah. bad about it. I hope his first post on Instagram was him in that white t-shirt. <laughs> well, that is his profile picture. <laughs> yes. So his entire feed is aesthetically just really, really beautiful because it's all of these gorgeous places mm-hmm. that he's gotten to travel to and and document. But then I just love that his profile picture is still him 
in front of the whiteboard, looking over his left shoulder and yep. his white tee with the writing on the whiteboard in the background. Looking good, Tom. Yep, looking good. And now on to our heart-happy story of the day. This one is about a freelance photographer from New Jersey. And I'm telling you guys, this story is going to have you questioning your friends. Because this guy, Khaled Karma, is 27 years old and he is serious friend goals. A little backstory. Khaled has a good friend named Jasmine who recently moved to Bexar County in Texas so she could attend boot camp for the Air Force. Well... Unfortunately, at boot camp, there's no internet access or access to a phone for that matter at all. And with no access to her phone, there was no way for Khaled to share his favorite memes with Jasmine. Okay. Something he usually would do just about every single time he saw one that he liked. So what's a friend to do in that predicament? At first, Khaled started screenshotting the memes, and then he was saving them for when Jasmine returned home. <laughs> okay. the, this is, reminds me of Lindsay, my friend who doesn't have Instagram. I have to screenshot and then send her all her. of them. And yeah. at this point, it's becoming too much. I need her to just get a damn Instagram. But after getting a letter from Jasmine, Khaled realized, you know what? I have an idea. I am going to compile all of the memes that I have been screen sh- screenshotting on to my computer, print them out, and then send them to Jasmine in the mail. And that is exactly what he did. Khaled then tweeted out his meme care package this week, and people were obsessed with the idea immediately. Khaled Karma on Twitter, at K underscore is underscore like, posted the photo and then captioned it with, my friend is away at boot camp and can't use her phone, so I'm sending her memes. She is missing much, to be honest. Because the memes are absolutely hysterical. People's responses have been so good, though. This guy, Will, said, you're a real one for printing them in color, too. (laughs) He did. That's that expensive ink. Yes. Another person said, I'll pay for you to do this for me. (laughs) I love this idea so much. I honestly want to get a peel box. I think it would be really fun to put it out there for listeners Mm -hmm. to all send us their favorite memes or funny memes they see. And then we could send them overseas in a care package. Don't you think that'd be fun? Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, so that's what I'm going to work on. I'm okay. going to work on getting a peel box just so we can do this and everyone can send down their memes and I'll reach out to some of our friends that are in the military and I'm sure that they'll know of bases that I can send them to or how to get in contact Mm -hmm. with somebody to send a care package. And I think we should send some awesome memes overseas. At my work every year, we do a a card. We send a card. You You buy a card and you write a handwritten note and they send it out to everybody. For like Christmas yeah. or just in general? Uh, for, they do it for Christmas, but that just reminded me I probably have a good contact of oh, perfect. to get this stuff to. <gasps> okay, we have to make this happen. But do people have printers? That's the thing. I don't even own a printer. Do you have a printer? Well, you got to do it for the troops. Yeah, I got to Print go to, for the troops, okay? If you live in an apartment complex, go downstairs. Yes. Use up all their ink. It's not yours. <laughs> and if your friend doesn't have a printer, just print one off for them to yeah. throw an extra meme in there. It'll be great. I'll have to follow up on that. I'll work on it. And in the next podcast, hopefully, I'll have a peel box for us to send them all to. That was the heart happy story of the day. And you can always send us ones that you find. You can email them to me, Melanie at Melanie Minot, or tweet them to me, tweet Melanie M on Twitter. 
Instagram, Snapchat, at Melanie Minot, and Facebook, it's official Mel. You can follow my bro host on all his social media accounts, too. At Michael Glazner. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We love you guys so much. Bye. Bye. She got the word on the street, be caterers on the beat. Gossip so juice, I'm on the edge of my seat. From the worldwide news, anything you want to know. Now tuned in to the Melanie Minot Show. Sorry, gotta go, go. Sorry, gotta go, go. Say bye-bye. It's the Melanie Minot Show. Follow her on Instagram at Melanie Minot. Hit her with a beer. And none for Gretchen Wieners.